The WWE may not know how to book a show, but we sure do. You're listening to U.S. Comics Cast. Woo! Episode 30, let's get rolling the way we always do. Without further delay, your host Mm -hmm. of U.S. Comics Cast. The girls love him. The guys want to be him. He's my big brother and yours. He's the one. He's the only. He's the CEO, John Mega Man Rivera. Aw, yeah. And I am joined this week, as every week, by the... The short round to my Dr. Henry Walton Jones Jr. The Dum Dum Dugan to my Sergeant Fury. The Pie Face to my Hal Jordan. The Samwise Gamgee to my Frodo. Charlie Snoochie Booches Rivera. What's up, COO? That's what I'm talking about with that introduction, son. That's what I'm talking about. High energy. It's I mean, the, I wish you. What the people love. I wish you nothing but a long healthy life of at least 150 years but whenever you're finally interned that should be what's engraved on your headstone i'm just putting it out there 100 Mm percent i have no doubt about the hologram if i make it to 150 (laughs) i expect a full-fledged hologram yes Uh, i I don't know about you man but my my weekend has been uh my my weekend and leading up to to this recording sesh has been pretty uh pretty terrific uh, I know you've been way nice. more busy than I have, so I got to do a lot of like cool introspection. I got to enjoy this heat with a with an ice cold beer and a nice uh, <laughs> eighty five degree swimming pool, which is more like a giant bathtub. <laughs> but what can you do? How about Seriously. you, man? How's your oh, how, How's your week going? It's been uh, It's been just insanely busy to the point where really this just feels like one very long day. I, I gotta say, once this day finally wraps up. I'm I'm in for about a uh, 72 hour napping session. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. It's just a baby coma at that point. It's just a little yeah. baby little baby coma. Little baby coma. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you know what I was I I got to enjoy a couple movies uh, the last few days and I, I I was enjoying once again Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and I remembered nice. I had like a small little collected volume of Bill and Ted comics. And the minute I was done watching the flick, I had to go through my bookshelf, bust it out. And, <laughs> and, and at least, you know, I read the, the very first issue because it never ceases to amaze me how bipolar kind of that concept can be. We've seen them sometimes struggle to adapt comic book movies, <laughs> Justice League. Um <laughs> but but there have been plenty of times where the opposite has also been just as problematic. You have a great idea, you want to turn it into absolutely everything. Uh you want to turn absolutely. it into a cartoon, you want to turn it into a breakfast cereal. You I mean for there was there was a Rambo Underpants, cartoon, pillowcases, whatever you can think of. It's literally the scene from Spaceballs, where there's a flamethrower somewhere <laughs> with the with the you know the Mets logo on it. Um, Absolutely, <laughs> just uh, uh, just to adorable. make a couple ducats. Um, <laughs> but it, it got me really thinking and, and looking through my graphics and looking through my books. It's very easy to kind of point out adaptations that are 
hot garbage. It's always easier sure. to kind of pick well, on they're something. everywhere. It's 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 the it's one of the easiest cash grabs. It's as bad as comic it's it's as bad as video games based on something. Mm-hmm. Based on a movie, based on a comic book, based on anything other than Ooh. a video game, it's probably gonna be That's a heavyweight bad. championship fight I do not ever wanna see. <laughs> Uh, but I but I have to ask the question, man. Uh, do you, I want to hear today, uh, episode thirty? I want to hear about some of your absolute favorite properties that got turned oh, into sure. not only comic books. I want to talk about mm-hmm. the ones that got turned into exceptional comic books. Comic books that deserve to be on the shelf with Action Comics. It belongs on the oh, shelf sure. with with some of the best of Image, the best best of Valiant, the best of Marvel. It belongs next to Captain America. I want to hear uh I want to hear about that today. So that's what we're going to dive into. Uh do you want to start or do you want or do you want me to wax poetic first? Oh no no, I I mean more than happy to start because uh thankful uh thankfully for my longer lifespan than my my little lunchbox brother. Much longer I have lifespan. had the occasion. Yeah, <laughs> all right, slow down, chief. Um I've got I've had the occasion to to read more um and and i don't want to just say or limit it to adaptations because obviously you know by the time you pick up an adaptation of something you've likely seen the source material first um you know obviously this this topic conversation i think should be limited to something that was inspired by x and then has now taken it to the comic book pages and then continue to grow it and only improve it from there. Oh, absolutely. And, um, you I, can, know, I can get down for that. When we, for sure, when we tease this uh, subject matter, um, I mean, singularly, one thing immediately came to mind. And um, for me, it was Indiana Jones. Oh, nice. Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones is, so, is so rife for uh, the continued adventures of. There's no possible way that you can sit... And, and see him running around and, you know, taking to g- going one-on-one with dudes who are ripping, beating hearts out of chests. Nazis flying by in a blink of an eye. Um, you know, the, the literal wrath of God raining down upon them. And think to yourself, this guy probably lives a pretty quiet life. You know, uh, it, it's understandably boring for a teacher of uh, in his time period. I'm sure these specific adventures... Are the oh yeah th- those aliens that he came in contact with? Those are probably the <laughs> only, only adventures that he ever had. Wrong. This guy wakes up in the morning and brushes his teeth with epic adventures, and then spits, takes a piss, and then lays down for another fifteen minutes. He does nothing but adventure, literally for a living. Um. So the fact is, you need an outlet. Uh, you know, to, to kind of tell the continued adventures of, or the in-between adventures of, or the prequel adventures of, uh, what we got in the movies, um, and to, to a lesser degree, the, the, the young adventures of uh, TV series. And, and honestly, for me, the comics did it absolutely best. It began in the 80s, Marvel Comics came to the table, put out a three-issue adaptation of Raiders of the Lost Ark, which plays like a comic book to begin with. Um, and, and from there, through the popularity and you know justifiability of the series, he launched into his own monthly series, appropriately titled The Further Adventures 
of Indiana Jones, which uh, it really should have been titled The Further Money Spending of John's Parents for Shit John Probably Doesn't Need. Uh, That would have been a more appropriate title. Um, And and I was just absolutely in love. It it ran from, uh, the original series ran from 81 to 86. Um, you know, it, it, you know, you 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 got everything. You got Marcus. You got Marion. You got Short Round was in there. Sala was in there. Katanga was in there. It was absolutely un freaking believable. Um, and then obviously, you know, as we've kind of moved on, uh, Dark Horse Comics took it over. You know, they were coming out with bi-monthly uh, comics at that point, and um, you know, it, he's had an absolute appropriately so. He has had uh, an infinitely long life and list of adventures, um, you know, everything. And, and what I really loved about it is that uh, the comics, regardless of the publishers, really stuck, uh, really stuck to the kind of heart of the character. This is a character that, that you know, came to the big screen um, as a continuation of those cliffhanger type shorts that, you know, that Lucas and Spielberg, that they, that they grew up on. Uh, and and he was a continuation, and those titles always had like these very epic type uh, type titles. It was always you know Joe Schmo and the the lightning storm that never stopped or blah blah blah. <laughs> so the 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 Indiana comics always had those same kind of story arc titles. You know, there's Indiana Jones and the Spear of Destiny, Indiana Jones and the Iron Phoenix, Indiana Jones and the Nazi blonde whose ass wouldn't quit. <laughs> it was just absolutely unbelievable, and uh, again, they they really they 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 did a really nice job. The comics did. Um, I mean, they took them to all corners of the world, which personally I I absolutely loved. Um, and but the fact is that it was always a combination of the history, uh, you know, the history of a particular thing, then the current, you know, the the current uh, issue that had to be dealt with, whether it was Nazis or Russians or you know, um, or Mongols or whoever the fuck was trying to keep Indy from glory, you know, trying to sandwich the way in between, it was not going to be done. It was such, a, I mean, it continues to be so because you never know when he's going to pop up. Um, just an absolute perfect venue. He is a comic book character. Um, it's just that we met him for the first time on the big screen. Indiana Jones is my hero, boy. He, he, he does it right. He really is such a perfect character in a lot of ways like it drives me insane oh, outstanding. that it took another company just being like let's make indiana jones game uh indiana jones games we can't get the license great oh, his name yeah. is now laura croft um yeah you know yeah, and yeah. and ironically you know she's had a few bites at the at the cinematic apple to to varying degrees right. of success which so has dr jones at this point uh, it's actually amazing to me that he's not utilized more in this age of of throwback. Um, mm. You know, we're looking at all these old properties for for new inspiration. I know there's a new flick coming out, which will hopefully get some more uh, more books on the shelves because he he is just such a he is a classic superhero without the issues of like a mm-hmm. phantom who has a ridiculous yeah. costume. Yeah, exactly. Doctor Jones is a smooth <laughs> pimp. Um, but he does like in essence the same sort of adventures. You can take him anywhere. Is there a particular, is there a particular story, or is there something? If if tomorrow they were going to launch a whole new ongoing 
series, is there Oof. something specific you would want in it? Right away, my brain goes to imagine covers by Alex Ross. That's where my head goes, is, oh, is I could almost yeah. deal with, like, bad stories uh -huh. if I could get the, the electric energy um, kind of set to set the stage. Because those are, in essence, posters, just the way we got the movie posters. Uh, uh, I hate to put I you mean, on the spot, the but... Is something pop those out are of you. those are paintings that that should be in the Louvre. <laughs> um, yeah, they're they're more than posters. No, 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 absolutely. I mean, for me, a big issue always is continuity. So uh, I would love if you know if someone shoved a pad in front of my face and said, you know, give me a, an Indiana Jones story to to commit to to comic pages. Absolutely, you know, I would want the the man himself. Uh, to do the cover art because how classic can you can you get? Um, but I I personally am just a real sucker for like um, you know stories coming full circle. So like if you wanted to give me uh, you know adventure where now he's got a a fully grown and matured short round as like his running buddy oh. or I mean if you really wanted to get dark if you really wanted to take it to a different place. You can make a an, a now adult short round his nemesis. Um, oh. you know, you, if it, and I'm just purely spitballing yeah, yeah, here. Yeah. But what if what if short round ends up developing some sort of like um, abandonment issues, and he has you know almost almost like a, you know like an incredible situation um, where he feels somewhat slighted by the good doctor himself. And says, you know what, uh, you know, fuck you, Joe Boo. If you're not gonna help me hit the ball, I'll do it myself. And you know, oh, <laughs> crashes man. the, smacks a home run over the the back wall. And, and now he becomes, you know, a real legitimate rival to the doctor himself. And and you know maybe lines up with, uh, you know, develops an alliance that that Indy would not have, or that's in direct uh, opposition to an alliance that Indy may have formed. And, you know, is, is there anything more exciting or dramatic or tragic than seeing two former friends and, or partners going head to head? And it's like, they're both, they both have a, a soft spot in your heart, so to speak. So it becomes difficult to root, you know, you're not dealing with a white hat, black hat situation. You kind of have two gray hats, you know, banging, uh, banging against each other. God, I love um, that. But yeah, I, I would, <laughs> I, I would, I would, I'd pay good money to read that, but I would take good money to write it. So I, anybody uh, who's listening, <laughs> I there's something about stories like that that are just so satisfying because the truth is we live mm. in a in a pessimistic time. We live in a time where true. the where the question of the good guy is is mm -hmm. ever present. Um, it makes we some live of the uh, best in what I like time. to call the the bagel boss mini guy phase. <laughs> Just uh, sad. Oh, he's he's my favorite two minute celebrity <laughs> ever. Uh, yeah. he's gonna be as I famous love a, as his. I love a good mini bagel. <laughs> he's he's gonna be as famous as his height allows, which is like a week and a half. So I'm enjoying the. I found his YouTube thanks to Jim and Sam show, uh, and oh, it has just no. been endless uh, excitement. He started taking them down. Ha ha! Jokes on you. I recorded them. Um, <laughs> but but seeing this 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 fall from grace story leads in leads in perfectly uh, to my first pick, um, and I have nice. to I have to sometimes in in a weird way a, a big difference between you and I is all the stuff you loved growing up, 
you passed on to me when I was young. It's the main difference. <laughs> Thank you. It's the main difference in our relationship. <laughs> I couldn't hand back. I couldn't give you something because you're just so aggressively older than me. It's ridiculous. Damn. The, the age difference. It's just lunacy. Oh, my God. You know, you're, you're old is the point. I'm so, 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 you so young. You are losing I'm, Christmas presents I am, with every minute that this tirade goes I on. I am so young, and you're, like, so old <laughs> that it was impossible wow. for me to kind of, like, you know, throw the Ninja Turtles at you Jesus. and be like, look how dope uh -huh. this is. Um, but, no, in all sincerity, I was able to enjoy a lot of stuff that may have been corny or may have been cheeseball through your eyes when you pass them mm. down. But I was able to look at it through the same lens when you were younger. So I was able to enjoy Voltron and He-Man and G.I. Joe. Yeah. But when because I got freaking outstanding, <laughs> when I got my versions, they were impossible to to pass over to you. And absolutely one of the biggest hits in my childhood. It's a franchise that holds a near dear place in my heart. And that's uh, the Power Rangers. Um absolutely ridiculous stories about teens given futuristic alien technology to fight off evil uh, the, the evil Rita Repulsa and then Zed and then so so many people that uh, I couldn't name because eventually <laughs> you stop watching it uh, but they sure. of course took it was so popular the toys were flying off off the shelves of course they were going to adapt it into a comic book and the very first company to do it was Hamilton Comics picked it up in 1994 when the property was was just red hot uh, terrible books it was 13 issues all together it was the same art that they used for the coloring books um, it was not great. Marvel picks it up in 1995. They do uh, seven issues based on the second season. Then they kind of make one mix with uh, VR Troopers. Uh, and they had the Masked Rider le le a line. And a lot of different Yeesh. companies had it. Disney had it. Acclaim had it. Tokyo Pop had it. Future Publishing had it from 2004 to 2009. These are companies I'm not familiar with. 2004, 2010. I mean, Egmont. Isn't this like very telling? You know, this freaking property has been handed around like uh, I don't know what. It should get checked for hepatitis at this point. It was it was treated like those properties that I mentioned before. It was treated like the ET video game. It was treated very, very. Hey, we can make you know a couple bucks off of this property because kids don't care and then in <laughs> 2016 boom studios released a brand new mighty Morphin power rangers comic book series based on the original series but reimagined that it was taking place in 2016 this was <laughs> so friggin popular john it was flying off shelves to such a crazy uh a, a, such a crazy extent that the Pink Ranger, Kimberly Hart, got her own series uh, in June of that same year. And rightfully so. It, it, the, the, what they were able to do with the Power Ranger license is the same game that you and I have been playing for, for decades now. Uh, mm. Again, more decades on your end than mine because of the age difference. Um, but what they were able to do, they were able, they were able to repackage the Power Rangers into its most modern form. They were actually, you know, cool, complex characters in their own right. They weren't squeaky clean. They weren't perfect. 
this comic book allowed someone uh, someone as young as me to pick up that book, but also someone as ludicrously old as not you, that young, <laughs> to pick up the <laughs> to pick up the comic and enjoy the story for its narrative beats. They changed everything except for the soul of it, except for the heart of it, except for key visual elements. They were able to just turn it into this adult yet still child-friendly book. When it hit its absolute zenith, they told another uh, uh, fantastic story. They told the story that you envisioned for Indiana Jones. What happens when the friend becomes foe? Or brilliantly, what Power Rangers did was they brought up the idea of what if enemy that became friend became enemy again and what they did was they told an out of time story which you know traditionally i loathe time jump mm -hmm. stories rightfully but so in, again but this did the version that you and i have always agreed that we approve of it's an alternate universe in which tommy the green ranger gets the opportunity to either stay with rita or join his friends and he chooses the dark side this is his Darth Vader moment. He becomes the character known as Lord Dracon. He kills his Power Ranger buddies. He kills wow. Rita Repulsa, spoiler alert, to become the Emperor of the world. He does <clears throat> what Rita never could in the Boom comic, and she certainly couldn't do back in the original series. What I absolutely loved about it was this reimagining brought him face to face with himself, the good guy. Uh, Tommy, the good Green Ranger, got to see his worst self. And brilliantly, again, a spoiler, although I do think you should read it, he kills that guy too. Bad wins and <laughs> wins consistency. Consistently, rather, in this Lord Dracon story, the twists and turns. You talk about a slight reimagining. This becomes a massive reimagining. He collects powers. Yeah, he collects that's... coins. He has Black Ranger centuries. They're, they're, you know, Mastodon-based Black Power Rangers that they're, they all have guns based on the axe. He has the Pink Rangers still in his life, and she's a complete badass. She's just as <laughs> evil as him. She's just as, as going. The former Red Ranger are turned into, in essence, Royal Guards. What they did so brilliantly was they borrowed from everything that worked. They knew these ideas. They know these story elements work. So what they did was they put it into the soul of Power Rangers, and it kicked out something so good. There's a video game. Wow. There's an arcade-style video game on the PS Network I mean, be, and Xbox, and it's good. To be honest... It, to be to be totally honest, it it really almost more sounds like a what if story, just like Randall, you know, got lost the Tandler, got you know pulled out of the reins, and uh, just kind of developed an entire life of its own. I mean, that's a that's a very finite imagine if story arc that just friggin' took off and uh, you know took wing, and you'll never get it back. It really could have been. Uh, 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 you know, a one-volume miniseries and done. And they sure. just keep pouring on good ideas. There are toys based on this. There's obviously the comic books. There's, there's uh, endless fan films. It is just such... Every now and then you get something back and it's 
better than it ever was. And that's so rare. Mm. It's so rare sure. nowadays. And they did it and they I mean, did I, I know they, that he was he was teasing um, you know, like dragon like a new dragon helmet and a lot of people uh, suspect that that's precisely where it's going because um, they they were kind of talking about reboots the second of the most recent uh, travesty of justice uh, <laughs> showed up on the, on the friggin on the big screens um, but yeah no I, I completely agree with you uh, a major component to these things are the the what if factor and, and and you know we played this game quite a bit you know you take a property that you that you love for its merits, you know, for all these different reasons, and then you start kind of tinkering with them. Um, I would say that one of the other uh, fun things to do, and when you do already have love for a particular property, um, is you dump out the toy box, so to speak, which is an analogy that we've used here, but I think it's completely appropriate, and um, you start kind of uh, the concentric circles start you start circling so you're like i love this one thing imagine if it coincided with this other thing and and that's something that we've also seen in comics so uh so uh that that works so well and and to me it really started when they came out with a comic book that was aliens versus predator <sighs> And that you want to talk about like launching a launching a franchise. It didn't just launch its own alien, you know, a AVP Predator. I mean, you talk about a comic that came out in '89. Um, you know, this was before the video games. This was before, um, you know, this was before the the film series, which is like early 2000s. I mean, this was, you know, you want to talk about something that gets some somebody like Paul Anderson amped up. That's exactly what we're dealing with. And and this was a friggin' comic book. And this was where you could do these amazing, you know, the equivalent of huge budget action type situations. If you're going to make a, a movie out of them, you can do it on the comic book page for a fraction or a fraction of that cost. So, you know, we got things like Alien versus Predator. We got things like... Um, Predator versus the Terminator. We got things like Aliens versus Predator versus the Terminator. Um, we got things like Judge Dredd versus Aliens. We got um, Predator versus Judge Dredd. One of my absolute all-time favorites and one of the greatest reads between you know a front and back cover of a comic book was freaking. Uh, um, was RoboCop versus Terminator. I mean, and whose like nut job imagination does that even exist as a possibility? And just talking about it is so much fun. Now somebody hands you a comic, and this is Frank Miller. So it's not <laughs> as if it's just some Joe Schmo. It's not like it's John and Charlie Rivera, you know, putting that uh, putting that between the pages. Um, you know, somebody handed me RoboCop versus Terminator. I honestly, like, I almost died. I almost just <laughs> laid right there on the concrete jungle and dropped dead. Um, so, so for me, it was it's a really, really big issue, and, and not, you know, not that issue rather. Um, it was a really, really big thing um, to have those characters coincide, and now you're telling uh, combined stories of, uh, you know, of character properties that just never. They were never originally intended to to coexist. I mean, for for me, 
you know, again, I, I was uh, you know, junior high school. I read Vo- RoboCop versus Terminator the first time, the, the first time of many, many. Um, and, and you know what? The, the, the funny thing is, like, these are, once something is released, it got, kind of now belongs to, to popular culture. Uh, when when it gets uh, po- you know when it gets popular precisely, uh, and, and then automatically you almost can't turn off that mechanism that says what if imagine if wouldn't it be cool if you know the 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 quote of the day the patent pending you know what would be cool <laughs> blank dot 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 um and you know, here it is one of the absolute masters you know he says this is how RoboCop versus Terminator would happen. And um, you know the same thing applies, and and you know you know that they were really really onto something when um, when purely from a comic book, uh, and they take a storyline like Alien Aliens versus Predator, and now you have to go about the. It's not just that you have this great idea. Now you have to go about gobbling up the proper licenses to be able to do the damn thing. You know, it's one thing completely when you have a great idea and you've kind of invented all of the all of the pieces that need to come together to tell the story you want but to but to look at uh, you know it's it's the equivalent of of kind of putting a round peg through a square hole and uh by the time you finish shoving the damn thing through you're like oh shit look what came out on the other end pure fucking gold (laughs) um because you know that that's what all of them were especially for me if you you know, I mean, they they made a Tarzan versus Predator comic, for God's sake. So you want to talk about, um, you know, you want to talk about uh, the what ifs, and and the comic book publishers, they jumped right on board. You know, they, these were, you know, it's like a it's like a sports star waving his no no trade clause so that he can go to a winner. You know, even even DC jumped on board with Superman and Batman. There's a Superman and Batman versus the aliens and the Predator comic. You know, it kind of makes a, a you know Superman Superman versus Batman movie uh, smell even uh, smell even a little stinkier when when damn there's you not know, even one alien in this fucking a... thing other than Superman. <laughs> exactly, nobody even did the red scan or anything like that. There, there was no Austrian accents happening at all. Um, I would do an adaptation yeah, no, those, of that those comics... where it's just Batman looking at the three in front of him, being like, "I'm out. Fuck this." <laughs> Fuck this. <laughs> no. It just takes, peels back his cowl. He's like, I'm just going to smash up Selena a little yeah. bit more. You guys have a good night. Guys, it turns out I'm uh, I'm a billionaire, and I've done a lot for this city. <laughs> I'm a, Call me when the clown. <laughs> call me when the clown shows up. Y'all have, like, acid yeah, blood, exactly. heat vision. and If anybody shows up that remotely looks like a penguin, <laughs> give me a call on the bat phone. <laughs> right now, I'm going to drive to Selena Kyle's house. At approximately 300 miles an hour. <laughs> See you later. Anyway, I pass the baton to you, my friend. What's your what's your what's your next comic oh, on the list? I, I you knew you knew it had to show up. It helps that it's absolutely oh. amazing. I gotta talk Ghostbuster <laughs> comics. I gotta do it. There it um, is. It followed a very very similar and yet wildly different path than Power Rangers. Because the truth is, uh, the real Ghostbusters <laughs> comics had some success. Uh, originally based off of exclusively the cartoon series, which only kind of is is in line with the film. Uh, the The cartoon mm. series went as far as saying that the film from 1984 was a movie in their universe based on their stories. 
but not exactly right. So two volumes came out from Now Comics back in 1988. Marvel UK picked it up for a little bit. Welsh picked it up for a little bit. And then finally, May of 2004, we got uh, 88 miles per hour studio came out with comic books based directly on the films and mostly ignoring what happened in the comic books. What was really, really great about this is they were they were single kind of, uh, they were little runs. The first one was Ghostbusters Legion. There was a Christmas episode. Um, there were uh, there was a miniseries featuring five pieces of promotional artwork that, that made up a, a kind of bag feature. It was absolutely amazing. They did plan to do an ongoing series for the 20th anniversary of Ghostbusters back in 2004. Uh, they, however, nice. quickly lost the license. Uh, looks like then uh, Tokyo Pop had a one-shot. It was a black and white mag uh, manga. Very, very good. Hard to read because I'm not used to reading mangas, but definitely worth checking out. And then we got <laughs> IDW picked up the reins. They had a four-issue miniseries called The Other Side. It was very, very well received. They then had Displaced Aggression, Past, Present, and Future, a one-shot, Tainted Love, a one-shot, uh, while they were trying to piece everything together. Uh, they did have a series called Infestation. They did have a lot of crossovers with their other IDW properties, including Transformers, which shares the same set of anniversaries. They both turned 35 this year. Happy birthday to both wow, series. nice. Uh, and then things really, really kind of uh, hit the ground running with the, with the <laughs> newer IDW. Once they settled down, into what they wanted to do. They really started crafting together these wonderful, wonderful stories. And just like the three entries before on our list, they did clearly the big selling point for us, which is they wound up taking out the toys and saying, how can we do something new and interesting and fun without having to give up this idea of doing good stories? They wanted to tell good or dare I say, great stories how could they do that well they started going through the original idea they introduced characters that were only ever imagined in early drafts mm. of the script competitive ghostbuster stories that are clearly based on comedians that were huge in the 80s uh making appearances they then finally decided they were going to do a crossover with themselves they did a ghostbuster crossover <laughs> where the real ghostbusters make an appearance they then did a full multiverse based in the Ghostbuster universe. The extreme Ghostbusters showed up. Other comic book versions showed up. There was no idea that they not only wouldn't try, but they wouldn't make absolutely fantastic. They even went as far as after 2016's Ghostbusters came, regardless of what people thought about the movie, regardless of the money it made or didn't made, they found a way to even integrate the 2016 Ghostbusters in an interesting, in a unique way that the most die-hard person who, who opposes that movie, who just got no joy from it, even I enjoyed the miniseries Ghostbusters crossing over hmm. that combined kind of wow. all the teams. And that that is almost hard to say if the quality wasn't <laughs> so immense. Even just the, a couple weeks ago, we got a brand new Transformers Ghostbusters introducing an ecto-1 that's a transformer he's a ghostbuster <laughs> he's a transformer he's the most toyetic <laughs> thing i've ever friggin' seen uh and, and it's Seriously. just fantastic what's great about the comic is it never loses 
what it is. It never forgets what it's serving, and it's serving the audience of the original 1984 film. That's its first priority. They work in the mm-hmm. cartoon stuff in interesting and fun ways. They have versions of the characters. Uh, for me personally, Eduardo Rivera, uh, a Puerto Rican Ghostbuster, is always going to get my attention. He exists in the 1984 comic book universe. He, of course, exists in the extreme comic book universe that crossed over. Uh, in both versions, he's true to the character, but wildly different. They've done crossovers with the Ninja Turtles. Uh, I'm sure they're going to get around to doing a crossover with Batman. It's just every single issue, every set of 22 pages, it's at bare minimum good. Uh, a lot of them <laughs> are damn great, you know, which is hard nowadays. There's plenty of mainline titles who are half as consistent, uh, imaginative, but at the, uh, at the end of the day, the most important thing, the thing I'll say a hundred times, fun, fun, fun. You laugh, you feel consequence, you feel kind of dread when villains show up and they're legit. You're freaked out. It's episodic as hell. I could rant and rave about how great this series is forever. <laughs> the art has become so iconic. There are, there are board games that exclusively use the art. Uh, and if it really, if you really want to put a gun to my head, it's not a love, uh, uh, an art style I love, and yet I love every single issue, which is the the highest that praise I can lot. give to the to the writing. It's just perfect. You can hear the original <laughs> actors kind of through every page. I couldn't love it more. I really couldn't. And I'm a sucker for it, and I'm an easy mark for it. I'm not uh, gonna pretend I'm not. I think the most <laughs> critical fan uh, couldn't help but look at this series and uh, and know it's just home run after home run after home run. They've introduced dozens of new characters. They're all fantastic in their own right. They all fit right in. They never forget who the big four are, though. They've really, really yeah. made Winston um, absolutely a fully-fledged main character, something that the films were not able to do. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, you could you could actually ask him in any number of, uh, you know, of appearances, uh, you know, how little Winston was used. Um, but you know that that's a thing. Like as as someone who, uh, you know, kind of sees those comics and reads those comics as, you know, n- nowhere near the level of investment as you are, both literally and figuratively. Um, one of the most amazing things that I found is how inclusive that that you know that ghostbusters world can be you know and i'm not just talking about like different types of people and and things like that but also of other properties you know it kind of comes it also goes back to being able to tie in to other you know emptying out that toy box and kind of like oh i'm gonna use this with this and you know those 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 interesting stories um you know that they're able to sell you know i I've, i've mentioned to you before the first time that I ever even remotely uh, was made aware of the concept of vampires versus werewolves it had never even uh, you know entered into my peasy little uh, uh, you know uh, teenage mind that it was even a, a possibility it was like you know seeing the New York Giants play against the New York Rangers I'm like how would that even work what's going on um, and, and you know Ghostbusters brought that to the table so that's you know that's a really uh, unique and interesting thing that they're that they're able to do, and also you know you know like you said having the you having so much love for something and having it be limited to 
you know, to, 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 to two hours at a clip, um, you know, four hours combined. You're like, that is, sorry, I'm sorry, sir. That is, that is not going to fly. I need more. Give me some more. Take my money. Give me whatever you got. You know, so much so that you've now come to the point where you're like, I'm going to have to create my own freaking Ghostbusters adventures because I'm still not getting enough. Like, I'm still feeding, um, but, but baby. No, I, <laughs> I completely can appreciate that. Now, now I would, I would come to the table with my next entry um, with, you, you, you want to talk about resource uh, subject matter. You want to talk about dusting off the covers of something that has been, you know, not used uh, in quite a while to the point where you're like, hey, if no one else is going to eat this cheesecake, I'm going to have to disappear it because that's just too much to let go. <laughs> um, the, one, the, one of the other things that immediately came to mind for the subject was the freaking League of Extraordinary Gentlemen comics. Um, a, a greater, a better idea for compiling you know compiling source material in a way that i never in a billion years would have seen uh doing myself or thought hey you know what somebody's probably going to take uh mina murray from the dracula series and also alan quartermain a little bit of jekyll and hyde some invisible man um you know uh captain nemo Freaking Orlando, you know AJ Raffles. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess somebody's gonna dust off Broad Arrow Jack. He'll, he'll probably be used. You know, he's he's just sitting around in a penny dreadful uh, book. Just no. Oh yeah, Ishmael from Moby Dick. Yeah, no, I, I totally see him. You know, lighting up the comic book pages sometime soon. Nobody thought that. Nobody saw it coming. It was like freaking you know Ray Charles with the light off uh, during a full <laughs> eclipse of the moon. Um, nobody. Nobody, nobody saw it coming. And, uh, you know, it was such an outstanding book. And you, you want to talk about, like, um, loving a comic when the particular art style is not something you would have just picked up. If these were not, um, you know, if these were not, uh, um, you know, very, very uh, specific, um, instantly identifiable characters uh, that you thought to yourself... I have never seen these characters in a comic book. I must pick this up. I must own this. I must read this until the pages fall apart. And, um, you know, similarly, you know, uh, again, um, you know, what we saw with with these was that it really launched um, kind of its own mini uh, universe. Um, you know, between heroes and monsters and a blazing world and, you know, all these, um, you know, all of these uh, compendium books and, and uh, you know, but you, to, to have to, to, to read a book, a comic book, and to need a resource book right next to you that you can almost turn uh, page for page, you know, these European superheroes in essence, um, you know, before it was even a term, you know, they were just... They were just, you know, more than your typical, uh, you know, your typical, you know, dudes and dudettes just walking around. You know, they were, they were a level up, and now you're gonna go ahead and pull them all in together, um, you know, like, uh, you know, they, they were dealing with H.P. Lovecraft type stuff, you know, in, in the league. 
if, if anyone's going to deal with a giant, you know, <laughs> giant octopus face monster, these are the ones, these are the people uh, that you want doing it. You know, by the time the, the Chimera Brigade came out, you know, it was just like, you know, like almost like a French reply to the League. Um, but you have to realize, look, this is where, this is what um, a great idea is is it's almost not enough that a great idea for for it to be great on its own um almost again to use another sports analogy a great athlete uh is is outstanding to have on your team but the greatest athlete the most valuable one so to speak to your team and organization is one who's not just great on their own but in fact uh inspires greatness in others makes other players better around he or she uh, and and that's that's really what the league did. You know, it absolutely with this new perspective. Um, you know, again, more more did it with the English literature. You know, they they other other kind of writers came in and it, it lit a fire uh, in the in the you know in the brains so to speak of of you know the shared uh, consciousness of these other writers. And well, if if that can be done, if this is so awesome and done so freaking well uh why don't we do this and that and the other and it really did launch just a slew of uh you know of other writers and and to be totally honest with you i love them all you know i i love the concept i i I would love to see you know if you mix a little bit of column a and a little bit of column b what are you going to go ahead and 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 get i mean the nemo uh, trilogy, and I'm not talking about the Pixar swimming fishes. Um, the Nemo uh, trilogy, you know, really kind of really ran with it, and uh, they were dealing with characters from from fiction that I that I wasn't familiar with to begin with, and and I was interesting now to kind of go backwards and say, well, okay, wh- you know, where does this come from? What's the what's the uh, what's the beginning of this? And uh, you know, it 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 honestly it, it breathes new life into some of these books that are, you know stories that are that are older than dirt. Um, and uh, you know, for me, it was it was just absolutely awesome. Again, I never saw it coming, and a lot of times um, I take pride in trying to figure out the punchline, so to speak, of even jokes before they're done. I'm like, oh, because the dog farted. Is that why? <laughs> yeah, the dog farted. No, no, that 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 that's not going to happen here. Um, you know, you you just did not see it coming, and uh, it was just so beautifully well done. And ultimately, I even ended up developing uh, an appre- uh, appreciation for the art style. And beforehand, um, I I was not a, not a real super fan of the 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 art style. And you know, by the time I finished the last page, I absolutely was. It's it's just one of those series that. It just lives in this wonderful world of, of specific brilliance. And I, and I think the reason I wanted to have this topic today, the reason I wanted to jump into today's issue was just because as far as uh, uh, comic book snobs go, um, the biggest thing I hear is this notion of if it started as something else, it can't be a great comic book. The amount of oh, times a, a mouth-breathing nobody has tried to look down on my stack of funny books because Ghostbusters <laughs> in there, Power Rangers is in there, uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead, Transformers, whatever. Mm-hmm. These are books that the character 
or something about it resonated with you enough that like you so eloquently put you just can't <laughs> get enough the worst evil dead story beats no evil dead story uh and i'll oh, say absolutely. that until i find it um and there will who, there there might be a time who knows but the time ain't now <laughs> damn straight i mean what 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 poser comic book know nothing um can have anything to say Ash literally killed the entire undead Marvel universe. <laughs> Fuck off. Like, well, like, really, pick up a book, read something. Before you develop an opinion, maybe have, uh, you know, a little bit of, uh, a little bit of insight. Um, do you have, do you have any, any other examples on your hit list? Uh, I have some, some quick mentions. Um, obviously, there's, uh, there's all of the different Army of Darkness, Evil Dead, sure. um, uh, as far as Evil Dead goes, the one that absolutely makes me smile the the largest is at one point Ash uh, from Evil Dead. He in fact did save Obama, uh, which is just like <laughs> that's just that's just uh. the, the damn best. One of the ones that I'm absolutely psyched that hasn't come out yet. We're getting a Cobra Kai comic from my friends uh. over at IDW. Uh, I can't Sweet. wait. It can't be bad. Dude, they are on point. You know man. what? When it comes down to it, and, and again, feel free to run if, if I happen to steal one of yours, but just really quickly to give some greatest hits, specifically a huge shout out to IDW for being arguably the best company at taking a property and making a damn good comic out of it. I mean, uh, seriously. I, they have Back to the Future, they have Dungeons and Dragons, which is not my thing, but I know a lot of people who love it. Uh, they have Gears of War. They have a Glow comic came out recently. They have Mask, Mobile Armored Strike Commandos. Command, nice, I'm sorry, Command, nice. spelled with a K, baby. Um, they, they, they just, they crush it. They have the Sonic comic. Again, not my thing, but they love it. They have one of the many Star Wars licenses. They have X-Files. They got it all, man. It, it's, it's just really everything do. up. Hell, Wyona Earp. The, the great, and great, great granddaughter. And, uh, they're also just absolute masters of dumping out the toy box. Like, you know what? They're like the Funko of comic books. hundred <laughs> percent. The analogy is official because um, they're like, you know what would be cool? Let's bang these two little plastic know-nothings <laughs> together and see what we come up with. I just imagine they're um, out drinking no, no, and daring each other. I <laughs> dare you. <laughs> <laughs> but like, all right, here's your challenge. Give me a, a six-issue miniseries uh, about um, Godzilla and the Smurfs. And go. <laughs> Don't like it? Challenge accepted. And there's someone in the office that already had a treatment written, written for that. Like, it's yeah, not exactly. time to He's shine. Like, oh, you mean... You mean this one? Pump, it drops like a 300-page <laughs> breakdown. It's Gary's <laughs> turn, baby. What do you want to do? You want to do Futurama meets Archer? Done. Let's do it. Done. It's already, it's already done. It's, it's it writes itself. Really. Come on. What are you doing? Um. But yeah. No. My my last one, and then I'll I'll relinquish the mic. Um. For me, and again, it is because I am a self-acknowledged geezer. Uh, I realize that. <laughs> so but, old. Uh, for, <laughs> shut your mouth. For me, the 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 topic really begins and ends with a singular property, which is as amazing in comics as it is on the big screen um has brought a closure you know continuation of continuity has made things make sense has answered questions 
has uh, you know inserted what ifs into popular conversation that have been adapted as canon because it was just so freaking good um and and continues to be an inspiration for the new creators of drum roll please i think we're all know what i'm talking about and it's star wars comics Hell star yes. wars comics came uh they, they started um you know they do debuted with the 1977 film itself star wars the series um you know began the same year by marvel comics named after the book they didn't get fancy they're like oh there's the movie star wars here's the comic book star wars <laughs> and it was a six issue comic adaptation of the film yeah granted darth vader uh looked a little green around the gills but you know what nobody's perfect uh, you can give the colorist a pass on that one but the freaking thing ran for a hundred and seven issues Wow, hundred and seven issues. It ran for like a, a like a decade. It, it's unbelievable. And and then, you know, it just obviously it now is a living, breathing thing, and just kind of continued, um, away from the from the Marvel uh, studios. And honestly, I I combined the whole thing, and uh, I really look at them as at this point, uh, up until the the books that are continually published now. Um, you know they they've they've changed uh, labels. You know they've gone to from Marvel to Blackthorn to Dark Horse. Um, you know manga books got their hands on it for a while. Walt Disney. I mean obviously Disney and uh, and Marvel are one on one, and soon everything will be Disney. Our last names we're going to be acquired by Disney. Will be John and Charlie Disney. The I Disney's that. of um, Disney Disney Disney. <laughs> Exactly. Actually, the the word Disney will be very much like the word Smurf. Like, oh man, did you see the Smurfs on that Smurf? I just Smurfed her all Smurf and night. Um, oh, I want to suck yeah, the no, Disney and, and, right and, out of her Disney. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 ultimately, and back and and most recently with IDW, um, and and it's just out freaking standing the one thing that that you really have to love whether it was you know whether it's marvel or, or pendulum or dark horse or marvel again or rdw newspapers um you know wherever the 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 uh property has showed up the idea was always throughout and and must be in writing someplace you know with with kind of lucas's agreements or, or whatever the case might be is that these comics take place in the same continuity as the films if it's an adaptation it's a literal adaptation if it's taking place before uh in between uh the lines or after them it's continuity um you know and that's really one of the the main things so it's like marvel comics typically or dc comics or or what have you they have that concept of the multiverse and in like you mentioned before it allows for explaining away inconsistencies or or answering questions that are actually difficult to answer because the truth of the answers uh truth of matters somebody fucked up you know this person should not have been at this particular giant battle because yeah they did die two years ago in their timeline oh yeah you know what multiverse boom um it's the reason why we we're almost guaranteed assuredly gonna see rdj back in uh you know in an avengers property at some point um not not with the star wars comics theirs is a singular continuity if something happens 
it happens you have to adhere to the same canon that's the one thing that they um, that's the one rule that they that they have and they adhere to even the animated series the video games um, you know the, the 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 novels the books that that is where there's kind of a, a, a you know a split so to speak in that in that concept because you know you have the grand animal thrawn things and and uh you know and there were certain differences that um are are just you know that they're not going to occur in these new films that are continuing on they they've in essence promised us that because they've deviated from it already um but within the comic pages that's not the case if it happens in the comics that's what happens period it's such a brilliant um, way and, to divide the comic and books and everything because there's in essence phase one phase two like yes this was all canon now it's not the same exactly. foundation now all this shit is canon so there's never mm -hmm. been it's a what if star wars at least not not continually i'm sure there's a one-off somewhere but it's a brilliant way sure, of storytelling sure. it's fantastic absolutely and it, and it fills in the gaps so so freaking well um i you know i, I don't want to belabor the point because i know we're short on time at this stage but all I can say is that they had a very specific run where you if you had removed the names and the titles and you just described to me the action that was occurring within the pages, I would have sworn to you that the devil himself had shown up, put a cape on and lit a lightsaber and just started ripping through uh, four color funny book uh, panels right and left. What they the the absolute horror that they turned Darth Vader into. Look, tall guy, dark, you know, uh, you know, dark personality, choking people out from from a room away. Um, you know, James Earl Jones talking at you. I'm like, okay, yeah, good, I got it. The the uh, the the joke, the spoof version of it scared my little baby brother to tears. True. Sitting in a movie theater, dark helmet so scared the hell out of me. That's how scary Darth Vader. <laughs> Do you know why he so scared the hell out of me? Because I was so so young when Spaceballs <laughs> came out. I was of negative hey, years. Hold on a second. There's a there's a question coming in on the teleprompter right now. Uh, they're asking, even when you were six years old, is it true that you still got the question? Uh, who's older between you and your brother? That's not coming from me, Charlie. That's coming from the fans. Hey, they hey, just want that to know. is. They just that, want to first of the all, question. the answers, the answers, <laughs> yes. But I'm just <laughs> so remarkably young for my old ass oh, brother. Yeah. <laughs> the fact is, if you love something and it's adapted, you get that adaptation. I love Superman 64 because mm -hmm. it's Superman. You're going to sit through my Ghostbuster <laughs> comics, my Star Wars comics, my Jurassic Park comics. You're going to sit through them all Damn because straight. more the merrier. My name's Charlie. His name's John. He's old. I'm young. We're out. See you next comic book day. Peace.